When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and believer in nuance. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 Mother Teresa might be one of the most well-known household names in the world Synonymous with things like charity, peace, and sacrifice But she was also a deeply controversial figure in her life and after her death On this anniversary of her death in 1997, let's explore the life of this legendary woman. Let's reverse. Mother Teresa was born in 1910 in a city in southeastern Europe, in what is now the country of North Macedonia. Her parents were Catholics, and from a very young age, Teresa was obsessed with stories of Catholic missionaries and martyrs. At the age of 12, she decided she wanted to dedicate her whole life to religion. At 18, she left home to be trained at a convent in Ireland in preparation for a missionary career in India. Let's talk about Christians in India for a minute. India has been the target of imperialism, enforced religion, and lots of other foreign interventions for ages. While Christianity existed in India since nearly the start of the religion itself, that didn't stop English colonizers and missionaries from working to evangelize the Hindu and Islamic people there. England's empire over India lasted from 1858 all the way until they finally withdrew in 1947. Mother Teresa first arrived in India as a missionary in 1929 while India was still under English rule. India would remain her home until her death in 1997. She took her vows in 1931 and adopted the name Teresa after the patron saint of missionaries. She moved to Kolkata, which used to be called Calcutta, and taught in a school there for 20 years. 20 years of a career, and the work she's known for hadn't even started. In 1946, she received what she called a message from God, that it was time to change her focus. She said, I was to leave the convent and help the poor by living amongst them. She immediately got up, left her teaching post, obtained Indian citizenship, got basic medical training, and moved into what was then known as Kolkata's slums. After a few very difficult years, she founded the organization she is known for, the Missionaries of Charity. It was 1950, and she was 40 years old. The Missionaries of Charity focused on serving the poorest among the poor, people whose families had abandoned them, who were orphans, and who were at the end of their life and unable to pay for care. They focused on homes for people dying of AIDS, leprosy, tuberculosis, and ran clinics, shelters, schools, counseling programs, orphanages soup kitchens, and dispensaries. Word got out about this nun, who was short in stature, but a giant in the Catholic Church's charity work. 
Soon, the missionaries of charity were expanding to other countries. In 1979, Mother Teresa received the Nobel Peace Prize. She became a household name, representing charity throughout the world. Here are a few of the more dramatic stories about her time leading the missionaries of charity. In 1982, she heard about a group of orphans who were ill or disabled and had been left behind in the middle of war in Lebanon. She helped negotiate a ceasefire and went in and rescued 100 children. In 1987, she visited the radiation victims of the Chernobyl disaster in Moscow. Her visit brought attention to their plight and the dangers of radiation. In 1988, she sent groups to help earthquake survivors in Armenia, a place where religious charity had been illegal for 60 years under the Soviet Union. The earthquake had killed an estimated 55,000 people. In 1997, at the age of 87, Mother Teresa died from heart issues. At the time of her death, the Missionaries of Charity operated 610 missions in 123 countries. In September 2016, she was canonized, which means she was declared a saint in the Catholic Church. Saints receive special respect and veneration in the Catholic Church, and believers will often pray for their help to connect with God. So, what about the criticism? While she is a highly honored person, she wasn't without critics, in life and after death. Her religious views, questionable medical practices, and the vulnerability of the people she served all play into some of the controversy. For example, because of her religious beliefs, Mother Teresa was adamantly against abortion and contraception. But controlling reproduction is one of the number one factors for communities to successfully leave poverty behind. Also, on the religious front, Mother Teresa's overwhelming focus was to save people by making them Christians. Some people accused the group of secretly baptizing dying people, regardless of their religion. Of course, she truly believed that she was helping save people from an eternity in hell, but that doesn't make it okay. Some people have called this religious imperialism, where a dominant culture tries to force their religion on others. In terms of medical controversy, investigations by medical journals and others found that clinics did not have proper medical care, even though they had millions of dollars in donations. Medical decisions were frequently made by nuns or volunteers who had no medical training. Mother Teresa was also accused of glorifying suffering. She believed suffering was something to be endured, like Christ, and so she was opposed to using painkillers even for dying people in very acute pain. However, as one journalist has said, Mother Teresa is being, quote, criticized for not being what she never set out to be, for not doing things which she never saw as her job. She didn't set out to start a hospital. She made a safe, clean space for people who had been turned out from everywhere else and couldn't afford hospitals. She didn't set out to be a politician and solve the source of poverty, but simply to ease the symptoms of it. This doesn't wipe away some of the legitimate criticism of Mother Teresa's approach, but it helps us to understand the woman behind the legend. Whatever your view, we hope she rests in peace. Now, let's talk about music. In 1964, the single House of the Rising Sun by the Animals hit number one in the United States. The hit single is actually a cover of a very old folk song about a gambling house in New Orleans that brings about the ruin of many young men, including, of course, the singer himself. The folk tune was first documented in Appalachia in the 1930s, but like most folk tunes that spread through Appalachia, it probably has deeper and older roots in English or Irish traditional folk songs. The new recording by the Animals is recognized as music's first folk rock hit. Another famous version of the song was sung by Dolly Parton, and she returned the lyrics to the original, where the song is about a woman's ruin, not a man's. Like many folk tunes, the subject matter 
is deeply tragic, but the music is deeply beautiful. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a September 5th in my life. September 5th, 2019, looks like I was doing press photos for the other podcast that I worked on, 21 Days with MXM Tune. Both of these podcasts are very different from each other. I think the only similarity is that I am the subject, kind of, but not really, and and I'm the host, and the name is the specified amount of days that you will be spending with me. Um, but the other podcast, 21 Days with MXM Tune, if you, if you haven't heard of it, it documents the making of my first album, The Masquerade, and the process behind it. And it was a 21-day process, and so we documented the whole thing. And I did a bunch of press photos on September 5th of 2019. And now it's September 5th of 2021, and I'm still making podcasts. Pretty crazy. Weird how time goes. Thanks for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough.